0: Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. Mindfulness is the tool available to everyone that empowers us to direct our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through easy to use mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and other devices for unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic depression is a lying liar that lies a lot. Let's be perfectly honest here. If you suffer from depression, you do not suffer depression alone. But one of the most lonely sensations I can possibly imagine is depression. And you know what, I don't have to imagine it. I was diagnosed with depression quite some time ago, probably on the order of two, maybe three decades ago. It's been a while. I was diagnosed with depression as a child, and I have been battling it in various ways ever since. I have done the therapy route. I've seen psychologists. I've seen psychiatrists. I've seen social workers. I have been through a lot of different processes. I am on an antidepressant because it helps me maintain my center and keep me balanced. It lets me find my even keel. And yet, today I still deal with depression. This past week has been the first time in quite a few years that I've had a real depressive bout. I've been feeling low, my self-worth has been in the gutter, I have felt like nothing I do is right, everything I do is worthless, and that I am not very worthwhile either. For everybody, depression takes a different sensation. And it is something that I think way more people deal with than I think we realize. One of the biggest problems in America today in particular is that we still do not address mental and emotional health issues with the kind of attitude that we really should. We still treat them with a degree of shame. We still tend to sweep elements of them under the rug, and we don't talk about them as openly as we should. And I think that that's not good for any of us. It disempowers all of us. It's a real crisis in this country, especially following this two-year-plus pandemic and all of the impact it's had on us. And that impact has been so far reaching that I don't think we've completely understood just what's going on here. We are all traumatized. All of us. I don't know anybody who hasn't been traumatized by this situation. And yet, we're not calling it that. We're not addressing it. And we're sweeping it under the rug and pretending like the only real issue with COVID was COVID but it's not. It's taken a mental, emotional, and I would even say spiritual toll on each and every one of us. It's a very real issue that we can't just ignore, and yet we do. But there's other elements about depression that I think we should talk about because depression really can just soak into your bones and mess you up, and it's incredibly disconcerting. If you have not dealt with depression on a regular basis, and I know that there are lots of people out there who have only had like quick depressive episodes, when it is a diagnosis, when it's clinical, when it's manic, when it's just embedded in your psyche, it tends to take all kinds of different forms and lie to you on a regular basis. It will tell you that you are not good enough, that you are unworthy, that you are undeserving, that the world doesn't need you, that nobody needs you, that all you need to do is roll over and die and it won't matter because nobody will care. Depression is a lying liar and it lies a lot. Depression is not telling you the truth because it feeds on all of your worst fears, all of your worst presumptions, all of your worst beliefs and habits and everything that you can possibly look to that you see as being wrong. Perspective differs for everyone. And what I see and how I feel depression might not be the way you feel it. My impressions of it might be utterly alien because it manifests in everybody differently. And that's one of the problems with recognizing and treating depression is because it has so many different facets, and because it wears all these different faces and puts on various masks, and it can be utterly, completely confusing. And it'll make you do different things. I know that when I've been dealing with a depressive state, I've treated it in various ways. Sometimes I've found myself getting really super easily angry and ragey for no good reason, but things would just set me off and it was ridiculous. Other times, I'd get mopey and weepy and just unable to cope. And yet at other times, I just found myself eating absolutely everything in sight because food was comfort. I've looked at distractions. I've looked at things that are going to take this sensation away because depression is more. Than a feeling. Depression is almost akin to one of your six senses. It's this sensation that is thought, feeling, and that certain Genesee WTF that you can't quite put your finger on. And it can be really disturbing because it manifests in lots of different ways, sometimes all at the same time. Depression can manifest as anger, sadness, frustration, fear, rage, mania, and just all this uncertainty and an incredible mix, and it differs for each and every one of us, and it differs depending on what set it off if there was a specific trigger, and there's not always a specific trigger. Self-awareness is in part about recognizing who, what, where, how, why, and when, you are. But it's also recognizing what your emotional and mental and physical and spiritual states are, because those four states are what make up your overall health, wellness, and well-being. If you are not self-aware of your depression, combating it, working with it, and dealing with it becomes that much more difficult. It's really easy when you're depressed, to blame everyone and everything else in the world. It is very, very easy to look at your depression and figure out who, what, why it was caused. And it's not easy to look at depression and figure out what your end of it is. Now, I am not saying, because some people might think this is what I'm saying, that you are responsible for your depression. You're not. This is a mental situation and you might have a chemical imbalance that's causing it. That's why I'm on an antidepressant because I know that I need the SSRI reuptake inhibitor or whatever it is. I think that's what it technically is. But I need that drug to help me maintain a virtual status quo. And from that mid-level, I'm able to cope with the episodes when they hit and when I start feeling down on myself when I start questioning whether it's worth it. Don't get me wrong, I'm not suicidal here because I've never been in that position, but that's how far this can go for some people. Depression is this terrible lying liar that lies, and if you're not aware of it, you can't do much about it. This is something that a lot of people add to the general shame of depression, but I'm going to tell you this right now. There is no Shame in depression, and it's an incredibly important stigma we need to address. And by we, I mean our society needs to address that depression, anxiety, frustration, uncertainty anything that's a mental health issue, anything that's an emotional health issue is not shameful, it is natural. We all go through this in some form or other. There is no shame whatsoever in working with any mental illness. And we need to be much more open about this and how pervasive these mental, emotional, and even spiritual issues are and how they impact us. Because ultimately, when you don't address your mental, emotional, and spiritual health, your physical health will likely suffer. It's all part and parcel, it all comes together. If you are emotionally, mentally, and spiritually broken and unable to work with it and fighting it and feeling alone and not doing what you can do to treat it and not taking any actions, it will lead to physical issues. Heart attacks, strokes, and general stress-related injuries have been caused, and this is medically certain, by emotional, mental, and spiritual health issues. And by spiritual, I am not talking about religion. That's a very different animal. I'm talking about faith and belief in yourself, in the universe, in the way you perceive reality. That is what I mean by spiritual health. There is no shame whatsoever in depression. There is no shame whatsoever in any mental illness. They are... You didn't do something wrong. You are not somehow responsible for causing it. Now, once you've realized it, once you have the self-awareness of there being a mental health issue, whether it's depression or anything else, now the only onus on you is to choose what to do about it. Because of the stigma attached to mental health issues and depression in particular, or at least that's where my knowledge base is because I don't deal with anxiety or anything other than depression. But because depression is a lying liar that lies a lot, one of the lies it tells you is that you're completely and utterly alone. Nobody knows you. Nobody understands you. Nobody's going to know you. Everybody's going to judge you. You are a screw up. You are a failure. Take your pick. All of these lies are what depression will tell you. And because depression lies to you, it can cause you to become distressed, to not do one of the biggest things you can do, which is ask for help. Because of the stigma attached to depression and all the complexities that are involved in those who experience it, Asking for help can be incredibly hard. Now, I'm not talking just professional help because professional help is huge. And if you can get professional help when you're struggling with depression, that's great. And that might be what's right for you. You might need it. And there is nothing wrong with therapy, whether it's in person, whether it's via a virtual source because there are some great ones right now or whatever it is. But I'm also talking about just reaching out to the people who love you to the people who care about you, to your friends, to your family, to those that you trust. This can be easy, and depression, being the lying liar that it is, is going to tell you that nobody wants to hear it, nobody's there for you, and nobody should be bothered with you. Nothing could be further from the truth, okay? The people who care about you, if they really genuinely care for you and about you, are there for you. And asking for help in whatever form it might be can really make a huge difference in combating depression and the lies that it tells you. There are all kinds of options if you don't have people you trust and people that you don't feel comfortable that are in your close circles to talk to and to get help from. There are helplines available that you can call if you are having any kind of a crisis. There are hospitals you can go to and check yourself into if it's absolutely necessary. And there's nothing wrong with it if you need to take that route. The stigma that mental health makes you crazy, that it makes you a terrible person, that it makes you a burden on society is a lie. It is one of the greatest lying lies that depression will tell you. You are not alone. And that's one of the Biggest things that self-awareness can help you recognize. When your self-awareness is there and you feel and see and experience yourself and get to know your inner subconscious beliefs, values, and habits as best you can, you can better see how depression lies to you and you can look for help when you need help. Sometimes the abstract is perfectly fine. There are articles you can read, there are books you can read that might give you ideas, that might give you means that you didn't have to work with it, or maybe new ways to ask for help if you're not sure how to do it. I, for one, am more than happy to offer anybody I know help. I'm Also, always happy to talk to random strangers if they so choose. I can't tell you the number of times that somebody I didn't know just simply started telling me their life story. I don't know if it's just something about my attitude, my bearing, or what. But one of the most ridiculous experiences of this nature, and I'm not trying to belittle this person because I wouldn't, was I was sitting in a Starbucks years ago, just minding my own business in a big comfy chair on my laptop, doing a journal entry, when this woman sat next to me in the next comfy chair and she pretty much started to pour out her life story to me. And I learned all these things about who she was and her relationship and things she was going through. And I listened and I responded to questions and I had some comments when she asked for them. And it was a lovely conversation. I don't even remember her name, okay? In fact, I'm not even 100% sure she gave it to me. But The thing of it is, I personally am happy to be an ear, an eye, somebody to just listen and help. One of the reasons I share my idea of self awareness for everyone is that I firmly believe that greater mindfulness, greater self awareness, not just helps our conscious reality creation and manifestation of the best lives we can have. I think it also helps us work with what we're given on a day-to-day basis because the big overarching goals are great. But if we're not present in the here and now and aware of who, what, where, how, why, when, and why we are, or working to become more aware it's very, very hard to expand our life experience and to do veritably anything we desire to do. And that is why self-awareness for everyone and applied guidance for mindfulness means more than you might realize, not just for your future self, but for your present self. And via self-awareness, you can see that depression is a lying liar that lies a lot and you are not alone. In dealing with this, please drop me an email, send me a message via Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and let me know if there's anything I can do to help you in one way or another. This week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness Tool is going to be a little more involved than some of the previous ones I've shared in that this is an idea that is going to be, I suggest, ongoing. What I'm talking about today is journaling journaling is an amazing way to clear your mind. And when you journal, and I'm not talking about putting a blog out there, I'm talking about having a dedicated notebook that you handwrite in and put down your actual, authentic, genuine thoughts. This can be amazingly cathartic. It can help Free you of some of the burdens that you carry because it gets it out of your head and puts it somewhere where you can look at it again later and address it maybe at a later time, or you can just put it away and get it out of there and make it go away. Now you could type this up and save it as a file, but I really recommend doing this as an actual physical journal. It doesn't have to be some sort of fancy notebook, but get your hands on some sort of a booklet you can use. I love just nice blank journals with a good hard cover or something nice like that. Once you've done that, get your notebook and pick a time every day. Let's do five days a week, Monday through Friday, to start with. And I want you to take a little bit of time to sit down with a pen at your journal and just write stream of conscious what you are thinking, what and how you are feeling and Anything else that you want to get off your chest, get out of your head, and dump on the page. Here's the thing. Don't hold back. Don't be afraid of judgment. Nobody else is going to read this. This is for you. Yes, you could choose to share it. I would advise not doing so. This is strictly for you. This is a journal that is your thoughts, feelings, etc., And I think that by journaling, there is an incredible empowerment of being able to say, I feel this way. I am thinking this way. And I need to just get it the hell out of my system and put it somewhere. So journaling for five days, for you only need five minutes, you can do a whole page. You don't even have to write a whole page. You can write several pages, but the goal should be try to write at least a page every day for five days, for two weeks. This could, I'm letting you know now, become a lifetime activity. I've been journaling on and off for 30 years. I started journaling in 1992. I still have old journal books going back there. There have been times where I wasn't doing it daily, I wasn't doing it regularly, but I was doing it. And journaling can be so empowering because it is a way to put your thoughts, feelings, and general senses somewhere outside of yourself. And that can just be incredibly cathartic. And it can help you if you're dealing with any self-awareness issues, or just generally working to get a handle on being more self-aware. Thank you for joining me for self-awareness for everyone and sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and employing other tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at You can follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at BleehartMJ. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show and to Fima Mahoney, the creator of my cover art. Check out her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn, at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy books on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. And be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. And know that depression is a lying liar that lies a lot and you are not alone.